Hello everybody, welcome back. Finally, finally, after 37 years of not posting a podcast, I am back. Um, so, hello, welcome back to Conspiracy Theories with me, Joanna. Remember, these are both believable and, uh, well, the unbelievable. <laughs> So, today we're going to be talking about Project MK Ultra. If you don't know what that is, then, uh, well, don't worry, I'm here to tell you. So, Project MK Ultra, or also known as the CIS Mind Control Program, was basically a program where the, or where government agencies will most likely end up set and proven, um, like the CIA, um, tested and created experiments on human subjects. This is a very interesting topic or or theory i think because everybody's always like oh the government this the government that and and this was proven by the government they said this was an actual thing that happened so it makes it a lot more scary and it makes me wonder a lot of of what other things the government could be doing right now at this very second that we don't know about so the the said purpose of of the experiments of the mk ultra project were to identify what drugs and techniques would properly and successfully during interrogations with um of people from other countries that we had problems with would be successful in um weakening their mind that to a point where it would lead to the ability of the CIA or the people conducting the um experiments to control the individual's mind so basically like mind control so the whole fiasco um, was created and organized by the OSC, which is the Office of Scientific Intelligence of the CIA. But in although the CIA basically created it and organized it, they did not coordinate it. It was coordinated by the U.S. Army Biological Warfare um, Laboratories. It, it's just the fact that, I mean, at the time, I'm guessing tax money was going into this and people didn't even know. It's like little things like that that you just make you think about, like I said before, the things that the government could be doing now. It's kind of scary, actually, if you if you think about it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 really honestly crazy to think that the CIA did this and it's an actual thing that happened. So um, why what would be the motive? You know, when when you're thinking about, or when we think about the fact that this is an actual thing that the government did, that the government planned out or the CIA planned out basically MK Ultra and they figured it out and, and things like that. You honestly have to think about what motive could there have been. So the one of the reasons why it was approved approved by um Alan Jules, which was the director of the CIA at the time, um, was uh in order to develop techniques that like I said before could be used for mind control. Uh, at the time during this time period in like the nineteen fifty three, fifties um, we had the problem with the Soviet Union where there was like tension and um, due to the growing uh, uh, problems that we had with the Cold War, like that little um, back and forth that we had with Russia, with the Soviet Union. And so the government or we feared, or in this case, the CIA and the government feared that the Soviet Union and the Chinese at the time as well as North Korea agents were using mind control, so brainwashing against U.S. prisoners in Korea. So the U.S. kind of approved this, or Alan Dules approved this in the sense of, with the intentions, I guess, of us getting back at them for the things they were doing to us. Um, 
I'm not sure and I could not find any evidence to prove that the Soviet, Chinese and North Korea agencies were actually doing this to U.S. prisoners in Korea. But um, that is the reason that the U.S. did. So I'm guessing, of course, if they went on ahead with this was either for different intentions or for that intention that they had proof that there was um, brainwashing going on to our troops and or U.S. prisoners in Korea. So where did it all start? That's a big question I think we all have. Why or, or where did this start? Um, so the project was first received the attention that it has now in 1975 by the Church Committee of the United States Congress and Gerald Ford's United States Commission on CIA activities within the United States. It's a very long word, a very long sentence. Basically, the in Gerald Ford's um, commission, which is like a paper kind of where they write what the CIA is doing and what, what basically what we're paying for as a country. Um, they have to, I think, uh, legally release those documents to prove or say what they're doing. So the reason that they, um, it got so much attention was because Ger uh, Gerald Ford released these papers and everyone kind of figured it out. And this was only in 1975, which was not long ago compared to when it started. But uh, yes, so... But the project, or MK Ultra originally started in 1953. But um, they stopped in uh, 1973, which is kind of scary because only two years after the project was actually stopped, that's when everything came to light. So from 1953 to 1973, that's around 20 years. So for 20 years, I guess you could say, um, if I'm not mistaken, the project happened. Which is kind of scary because, of course, we have documents and things released of, of what we were or what the CIA. Sorry, I keep saying we, but I mean, I'm part of the US and, and like, I guess you could say this is the ruining of our country. Um, but it's scary to think the amount of things that the government did to the amount of people during those 20 years or, or the amount of things that they probably are not talking about now and the things that were not reported, the things that were not recorded, like always, you know. Uh, it's a very scary, um, intimidating thing to think about. So what were the methods and procedures? Well, to be able to have the methods and procedures, we have to have, I want to give a placement of to, of to or about where this took place. So the research that they were doing with the MK Ultra project um, was done at 80 different institutions, which of those included um, universities, hospitals, prisons and pharmaceutical or pharmaceutical companies it's very uh, as a university student as a college student it's kind of scary to think that they that they could have just picked up these people from schools and stuff and took them to experiment on them the same goes for the hospital the people that were the sick they probably didn't have much of a choice um and for prisons i'm sure even now there's a lot of things that happen that we probably don't know about so it's it's um so it's kind of a a good not a good it's a it's a interesting thought to keep in mind you know that things like this could still be happening in prisons not of course to this extent but there could be things that we don't know about that are going on like i've mentioned before um so uh when they did this they had to use a different front so that they wouldn't automatically think or people wouldn't know that there was a cia involvement with the experiments so when they were doing the experiments, the institutions that were 
going through with them or using this to experiment on people, those institutions creating and conducting the actual actual research did not know that they were um they that the orders were sent directly from the CIA. This was like I said before to like not have everyone in the public know that the CIA did this. And apparently it worked well because no one knew about it until like 20 years later after it happened. And all because the government leaked it. Um, so, like I said before, methods and, methods and procedures. What were the things that they, they did? So, of course, the program engaged in many illegal activities, um, including the U.S., uh, including U.S. and Canadian citizens um, against their own will which later on kind of led to the controversy of regarding its legitimacy, whether, oh, how could this be real if people were just taken like that with them not wanting? But basically what they were doing to them was they had uh, numerous methods to manipulate people's mental states. And that was the goal, like I said before, to alter their brain functions and see what scared them, what was the thing that would make a human go crazy to the point where you would be able to control them. So they used methods um, like uh, drugs, especially LSD. Uh, they used chemicals. They used hypnosis. They used sensory deprivation. They used isolation, verbal and sexual abuse, and other forms of torture. They so in to summarize this to make it more um, brief, I guess you could say, they literally just tortured these people into doing what whatever they wanted. Essentially, I mean. Literally, that's kind of what it what it seems what it seems to be. So to add more onto the um, procedures and methods that they had, there's not a lot of research on the hypnosis or the chemicals that they used on people or the the sensory deprivation, the isolation or any other form of torture, they there's not a lot of mentioning of it. But I mean, it, I would not question it uh, as to it happening because of the amount of things that we don't know about. But I think w- one of the most interesting things that I did find the most research on was how they utilize or utilize the, the uh, LSD, the drug, um, during these um, tests. So going into detail about the use of LSD, uh, during the experiments, I personally found it very intriguing in the sense that now in today's time or in current time, many teenagers, so people my age or overall, um, people in our society currently use this as a party type drug. You know, we don't see it as, it's definitely, I mean, that person wouldn't do it ever, but we don't see it as bad as um, probably before it was. And so people are using this as a, party type drug now and more of an enjoyment type thing and so it's not uncommon for you to know someone or have heard of a story of how know what this is just because of the popular thing that it has um in our society or like in pop culture or whatever but back then the the cia believed that they could harness the drugs mind altering properties for brainwashing for psychological torture. So this was, I guess, one of the ways that they torture people, which was through the use of drugs, because they believed that they could just alter the properties that it offered brainwashing and use those um, like uh, effects that the drug that the drug gives you to their advantage. Um, 
And if you're wondering if this worked, the answer is no. The research actually stopped because the drug was found to be very unpredictable and they never really could under or they never were able to really figure out how to do this um theory or thesis that they had. It was more of a oh let's experiment this and it's they just never got to the point where they were able to figure it out. And because of the way LSD works, it obviously affects every person differently. Of, of course, it has like the main idea, I guess you could say, the main thing that or in a main way it affects everyone. But each individual person is different. So they could not lead to a conclusion on how to actually um, mind alter the properties of it to brainwash people. So, yes, the method was dropped because it was too unpredictable. So it was not useful. But what I found out was that during this use of LSD or um, adventure that they went on, I guess you could say, on trying to figure out what they could do with this for mind controlling. Um, they created a thing called Operation Midnight Climax. This was kind of eerie or creepy, I guess you could say. Um, so basically, these type of events or operations took place in California and New York. I'm not sure if there was other any other states, but I do know that for one of the mentioned cities, like for fact, it was San Francisco. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, during Operation Minot, uh, Midnight Climax, what would happen was prostitutes, which worked with the government, which is kind of like ironic because it's just, you know what I mean, with like the whole, or can they, do we tax them or not thing that's happening now. But anyway, uh, to not get carried away with that, uh, prostitutes prostitutes hired by the government uh, invite would find men at bars or, or out, and they would invite them back to safe houses, which were owned by the CIA, and they were made specifically for this. Um, then in the room, when they would walk into the room, there would just be a mirror on the wall. It's just a regular mirror, but it would, turns out it would be a two side, a two way mirror where in the one side you could just see yourself. And in that room, they would dose the men, um, with LSD where um, they would go through their trip, quote unquote, I guess you could call it. And in the other side of the room, you would have the CIA, um, agents or whatever the people that were managing that experience specifically, they would record the effects while they were just drinking, hanging out. This is very creepy in the sense that, of course, they were trying to figure out how to torture these people uh, psychologically. But even if you take away from that, just the simple fact that they were sitting there watching other people doing certain things, um, it's kind of creepy. Um, but I think when you go, I mean, when you put it all at once and you're talking about a project, uh, when you're talking about MK Ultra talking about being, uh, you know, the goal of finding ways to control people through hypnosis, uh, isolation, torture, sexual abuse, and things like that. Of course, having someone stare at you from another room doesn't seem as bad as those things. But overall, I thought it was a very interesting, um, definitely messed up story on how the government tried to use a very famous popular drug now, I guess you could say, for their own benefit back then at those times. So, to conclude... MK Ultra Project MK Ultra uh, was approved by Alan Jules, the director of the CIA, because they wanted to create a way to mind control people uh, or mind control the soldiers or the people of the Soviet Union and the Chinese and the North Korean agents because they thought or the U.S. thought that they were doing that to our people or to prisoners there that were from the U.S. Um, and like I mentioned before, this ended in 1973. Um, some of the articles that I looked at in the research from the research that I did said that in 1964, it actually ended. So that gives it around a 10 year period of the actual production of, or the, 
the doing of these things. But I don't think it officially marked an ending. Like I think they kind of left it alone and they were like, oh, we got to cancel this kind of type thing. Um, it didn't end until 1973. Um, and then that's when the project became public two years after because of General uh, Gerald Ford um, and his commission on the activities that the CIA was doing at the time. And that's when in 1975, everyone found out that the government was being kind of creepy trying to figure out how to mess up people from universities, hospitals, and prisons and other other institutions. At this point, we don't even can't even keep track. But I hope you guys enjoyed this video. This video, I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. I hope you guys enjoyed, enjoyed another podcast. Uh, make sure that you keep coming back to check if I posted one. Um... I'm going to try to be more consistent with this because I definitely do enjoy filming them and recording them and doing all that. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to me. And remember, some things you don't know could be happening. <laughs> have a great day. Thank you.